What's going on, guys? Hope you're doing great. I got something cool because you know what? We got another interview. My man Dennis from South Carolina, um, he wanted to get on the podcast. I don't know much about his story, but we are about to find out. So I'm looking forward to it. So, Mr. Dennis, how you doing, bud? I'm doing pretty good. Up and up early this morning. Yeah. At yeah. 7.30. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was actually a couple minutes late because I was having a little bit of technical difficulties here. Um, but I think we got it figured out. Uh, Channel 2 was giving some static for some reason, so I think we got it figured out. But I want to figure out some, you know, want to figure out about your business. Um, want you to ask me any questions, you know, that you may have. And uh, I just want to hear about your story. Um so tell us how you got in the business and uh, talk to us a little bit about your setup too. All right. So the way I got started in the business was my PE teacher actually cut our lawn. And we had probably about three acres of lawn. And uh, it just always fascinated me watching them uh, cut grass. And he had one zero turn and he had about maybe four or five uh, uh Xmark commercial 21 inch push mars. I'm sure you're pretty familiar with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he cut it with a 21. Yes. So he had probably five or six of commercial 21s because his main uh, business uh, was uh, he would do retirement homes. So they were very small lawns. So obviously you can't put a big Xmark commercial. Uh, zero turn on there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so eventually I told him hey I want to work for you one day and sure enough you know in high school I ended up working for him and basically all I would do was uh, operate the commercial 21 inch uh, mowers and if anyone knows anything about X commercial 21 inch mowers is those are probably about 1200 $1,600 lawnmowers nowadays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're self-propelled mowers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I had one. They, yep. Yeah. They are a beefy mower. Did it have a it's little, not like a, did it have a little, uh, Kawasaki engine on it? That's the one I had. I had one on there. Yep. Yeah. And that thing, yeah, like you're saying, beefy, probably one of the heaviest 21s you can get, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I would say it's probably the best on the market. To mm-hmm. me, at least. And, uh, well, I probably did that for maybe a 1,000 hours. I probably made about $10,000 doing that because I would do it for $10 an hour. Wow. And I just got really, really bored with it because I wanted to get on that zero term. But with his business, it wasn't that big. It was just, you know, a pretty small business. And the only person getting on the zero term was him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not, not that he wouldn't let me get on it, but his business just wasn't there yet to have an employee be on the zero term. And, uh, sure enough, I just kept getting it in my head. that I wanted to return. I got to have a zero turn. And before you knew it, I purchased a zero turn. I purchased, uh, some lawn, to- uh, lawn tools like weed eaters, hedge trimmers. And I just started going around and asking people if they wanted any work done. And that's kind of how I started my business. That's incredible. That's incredible. So, so what year was this? Um, so I probably started in probably 2019 when I was about 19 years old. Oh wow! So, so the first, say that again. So the first. So you're you're semi new in it. So what is that? Four years now? 
Yes, sir. Yeah, about four years. Um, so I'm not I'm not even a hundred percent full time because it's just something I'm not ready for to jump into. Yeah, that's great. I think I think that uh, for anyone, you should get get that income from the other business up close close to the income you know that you make from your day job uh, before you quit it. That way, when you quit, you know there's no real um, you know there's no real you know hard you know fear of not having the money or this or that because you already built it up enough and then and I would say just be patient to build it up to where you want it first and then that way like I said there'll be no more there'll be no you know crazy transition it'll just be a pretty easy transition and also that gives you some time to filter out some clients you know that are bad they're hard to work with or they don't play don't pay or slow payers or whatever the case is it gives you opportunity right now to be able to you know let them go at the end of the season or this or that and then that way the ones that you actually have when you get close to when you're full-time will actually be good clients that you will actually want to rely on for your living does that make sense absolutely and so what do you do for your day job tell us about that so I kind of like jump around. Uh, I used to work for a, a construction company for probably about two years. Um, so I did carpentry work, putting on metal roofs, uh, framing. And this company I was working for probably was making $500 million a year. I mean, they had wow. uh, close to 100 trucks. I mean, they would be brand new trucks. And uh, so I got tired of doing that. And then I asked within the company, there was three companies, there was an industrial company, there was a, a general contracting and then there was earthwork so i asked to go do the earthwork and i did that for about eight months uh, operating like heavy equipment uh, excavators skid steers absolutely it was a great opportunity but then after that i decided that i wanted to go back to college and sure enough i got a two-year degree in accounting uh, at a community college however i'm not using the degree well, you um, will. Whenever, you will. Accounting, accounting yeah. is a huge part of long care business. You'll find that out. <laughs> That's kind of what drove me to want to accounting because long care, you know, you got to track your money. It's a business, so I just thought it would help me out a lot. Yeah, yeah, you will. Um, it will definitely be useful. That was honestly like if you're going to get a degree, um, that may be one of the best ones to get. Um, that's an actual useful one, you know. Um, there are some of these ones, you know, that people get that are not really useful. Um, but that that one is useful. Um, actually, some, uh, you know, lifelong friends of ours got married a couple, I don't know, a couple few weeks ago. And the the the, the groom is, uh, you know, is an accountant and went to school to be an accountant. You know, they're young and stuff. But um, I mean, and I think that's great. I think that's an awesome, awesome thing to have because um you know as you go long term in your business um you know irs tax problems and not knowing where your numbers are and those kind of things can be that that can sink a lot of people's businesses it doesn't matter how good that you can uh you know lay straight lines and stripes you know if if your accounting is not good on the back end you'll never last does that make sense Absolutely. And I don't think a lot of people going into the business understand the IRS and uh, how to actually collect money and 
do bookkeeping legitimately. Yeah, and it is kind of um, it kind of is a pain, um, you know, just but if you when you get good systems in place that work for you, um, it can be a semi smooth process, uh, you know, like it can be like I I every time I buy gas or every time I buy anything I have like this log book that I keep everything in and I have it all separated out in the separate categories shows the date how much this and that and so I really track it hard on there um and then you know and I don't another thing that I would recommend is no matter how smart you are I would not prepare your own taxes um because there's going to be things number one that the person is going to find that that you may miss but you know you as an accounting degree there may be things that you don't miss but at the same time i think you need that extra level of security of another person checking all your eyes dotting your t's um if you just have someone prepare the taxes even if like i don't have a full-time cpa but i do uh you know a couple times a year you know ask you know ask various questions i have and the person um, she prepares them for me, you know, at a real, you know, tax office. And so that way when she files them, you know, there's definitely a a better level of protection there, you know, between the IRS because, um, you know, of anybody in the world that you would not want to have a bad mix up money wise with the IRS would be number one. (laughs) So, Oh, absolutely. I mean, they can come to your home if, if they have to. Oh, absolutely. They do yeah. an audit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they can, uh, they can basically, they have unlimited power and can basically do anything they want. I mean, it, you know, even, even someone, you know, even a multi, multi-millionaire, even with lawyers and this and that, uh, you're still, you're not going to get ground against them. Like you need to, you just need to do things right. Um, but I don't, I don't say that to scare anyone or scare you or anything. It's just, it's just important to do, do things, you know, do things pretty clean and proper. And if you do that, um, there really is nothing to be afraid of. I mean, even if they had to check something on me, you know, I can show the whole, you know, every number, everything, um, that I have bought, you know, everything, every expense, every income that comes in, you know, goes through my bank, you know, there's no you know, under the table stuff. Um, so, I mean, if you do all that, um, it is pretty straightforward. Uh, you know, when you start having employees and crews and workman's comp and stuff, there is some more layers of complexity with it. Um, but you know, but, uh, I, anyone out there, you and anyone else out there at the same time, do not let the, do not let that like scare you. Just, you know, just, start doing things right if you haven't done things right you know in the past um today's a good day to start getting things straightened out and uh get a tax prepare you know it costs you depending on your business it kind of depends on um you know how much work that they have to do how clean your books are like for us you know i'm basically just bring the lady one chart you know of every total every category um and then that way it's easier for her you know, I'm not bringing her receipts and all that, you know. Um, so I do all that organizing. Me and my wife do all that ourselves, And then that way we just bring her the exact totals of every single thing. And, um, you know, you guys out there, if you do that once a year, you can do that. And uh, I think it 
cost me, you know, it kind of varies year to year, but it's probably somewhere between five and eight hundred bucks a year. Um, and that's a write off too, as well, which that does seem like a lot of money to have someone prepare your taxes, but it's a, just a yearly expense and they're going to go through every single thing. And, um, you know, as you guys are starting out, it's a little less of a problem because you're not really profiting and making a lot of money, but, um, but that means you won't be paying much, you know, anyway. So, um, you know, so it's, uh, it's a good idea to get started on it. And it, it can seem scary. It, it seems scary for me starting my business, you know, a few many years ago. But once, if you just get into it and do things right, it's really not bad. So, this I wasn't intending on this it, being a tax talk. And I'm, what do they have? To, what are they supposed to say? I'm not a tax professional. You know all that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. This is just for entertainment purposes only. Yeah. Which it's kind of. I agree. I, what were you saying? I was saying it's kind of funny because it's like, um, don't listen to anything that I'm saying, but I'm about to tell you what I want you to know, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would have to agree with you 100%, though. Um, I have a two-year accounting degree, and I wouldn't even begin to try to do my taxes because the tax system is extremely complicated. Yeah, yeah. They, they do make it complicated. You know, just like even something as simple as like, equipment so like if it's like in my state if it's over five hundred dollars it goes in like a large equipment category it doesn't even like there's separate equipment separate you know like uh buckets like inside of even just equipment that you purchase you know what i'm saying like there's a million little things like this like you're saying that's kind of i don't know can get can feel overwhelming but um you know each year i try to learn things and as she you know if she if something changes year to year, there's tweaks, you know, I try to make note of that. Um, and that way, you know, the following year, you know, I have things, you know, even better because there's maybe there's one little thing that I had to fix. And so I didn't know about that. And so that's why it's good to work with someone because then she'll say, Hey, what about this? You know, this needs, and, and usually, you know, a lot of times it can, uh, work to your benefit. The more things you learn like that, um, because sometimes, you won't be able to get the uh, the full benefit of the tax code because you don't have something right. Um, and so there are things that I learn year to year, and so I keep sharpening it, you know, my details every year. And so it's good. It's good. Now I send in, I send in quarterly payments now, um, you know, estimated quarterly payments because um, then you save a little money because they fine you a few hundred dollars, you know, if you don't pay quarterly. Um, at the end of the year, which I mean, some people just like to just pay at the end of the year. You can do that, but um, I just pay in quarterly, so I'll be close to where I would need to be anyway. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I do. But but that's not why you came on this podcast. Let's talk about what you really want to talk about. <laughs> I got you. So I, I guess my biggest question is, how do you go from, you know, working a job like I've always made about $40,000 a year? How do I go from quitting that job to being able to go full time with knowing I have good health insurance and some type of retirement? Yeah. So, um, so how this works, you know, on that. So let's talk about retirement. Let's talk about health insurance. Um, now, at the job that you work at, you you pay into that um, whether they 
take some out of your pay or they don't tell you about it and it's part of the benefits package, what I'm saying is it's not free. It's not free when you work there. Um, a lot of people have that misconception and the company that you work for wants you to have that misconception. They want you to think that, um, you know, they're sending you uh, pixie dust out of the sky. You know what I'm saying? That's what they want you to think. Oh, yeah. Um, but they, they, as a company, buy an insurance, you know, health insurance package, and you're part of it. They figure out um, how much it costs them, and then in turn they figure out how much they can pay you or and or deduct, you know, from your pay. Um, so, so this is all a math equation, right? And just like me and your business, just like our lawn care business, we got to figure out how long is this going to take us, how much do we need to charge them to where you can actually make money after all our expenses and all that. It's just it's just a math equation. It works the same way. It doesn't matter what business you're in, um, you know, all those things. Uh, it doesn't matter what business you're in. It, basically, everything is a math equation. If you sell insurance, basically some company has a, a ton of money and they figure out how likely it is that, uh, you know, something is going to happen, that there's a claim. Let's say they're insuring a house. They figure out on this math table how likely, you understand this if you're in accounting, how likely is it that this house is going to burn down? And one, you know, one house did burn down at this time and it cost us this amount. This amount. So they got to figure out, okay, over all these years, we need to charge all these customers this amount um, knowing that we may have one claim every X amount of years and we can still make money of that or the the likelihood of that happening costs us this amount. And so we charge all these people and we still make profit above that even though this is the table that we're looking at. I think they call it attrition table. It's not called attrition table. It's something, something along those lines. And so all that being said, your retirement, you can set up... Um, so what I have what's called a Roth IRA. Um, I have one in my name. I have one in my wife's name. And below 55 years old, it might be 55 or 60, but I believe it's 55, you're able to put uh, $5,500 a year into that account. And yeah, I could do one for me, one for my wife. Um, and I think when you're 60, you can put 6000 in or maybe 6,500, it changes slightly, you know, year to year. Um, and so what that is, is it in, in, they're in mutual funds, they're in mutual funds. So the stocks are basically spread across a ton of companies. Um, and so, and it's Roth, meaning that, uh, I do not get a tax benefit when I put the money into the accounts. There's no tax benefit. I don't get any savings on my taxes. I don't get anything like that. But when I retire one day and I pull the money out, it will be tax-free. Does that make sense? Yes. So so these are, are very, very, very simple, pretty much. Um, it's just, it's a Roth IRA, you know, and you can set one up in your name. Um, and if you're not married yet or you, you will be someday, you can set one up, her name too. You can do that. But again, you can only put a max of $5,500 each year. Um so, but, uh, yeah, so you can do that. So we have, we have that set up for both of us and we've done that for several, several years and we make, you know, they make on average, um, you know, over the 
you know, let's say 30 year history, you know, you're making 12%, 10 to, you know, 13%, whatever it is. Um, and, you know, I use, I use one of Dave Ramsey's, you know, smart Vester pros to set that up for me again, like the tax thing. There's no way that you or me is just going to go online and, and, you know, get the right, you know, pick all the right funds and stuff. I mean, I look at the charts, I get the charts in the mail. It's a million companies, million stocks, you know, all this, all these things. Um, so I use a smart best, you can go on, you know, go on Dave Ramsey website and you'll, you know, type in your local thing and, uh, press that you're looking for some, someone and they can set that up. I actually set that up and it comes out automatically, um, out of my account. Uh, you can choose how that is and, and this and that. Um, and that's a great thing. I mean, I, you know, I've done it for maybe five or seven years and we already are making some money on that, you know, like, um, so that is, and again, you know, even if you're, so like where you work now, so how Dave's, Dave's motto is match, match beats Roth or match beats Roth beats traditional. So if the, um, you know, if your work, what does your work have built in right now? Like what kind of package is it? Traditional IRA? Is it, you know, what is it? Cause I'm assuming, or maybe they don't have that at your work now. Maybe that's why you're asking about it, but I'm just thinking this as if you're coming from a setup that has all this. And so how do you set this up in your business? So what do you have for retirement right now? Or do you have nothing? To be honest, I do not know yet. Cause I've only been working here for four months. I work at a self storage facility. I'm the manager. Um, so I haven't figured that one out yet. I gotcha. Well, they may not offer you anything. Um, cause four months in, like, you know, you should probably know about that, you know? Um, but I'm just going at this as if you had a, um, you know, let's say you had a, a corporate accounting job, right? And so, and these are things that they're going to like have you set up with, um, right away. So anyway, you can do this. You can, you can, ha you know, set this up with a smart Vester pro, um, because you want someone, you want an actual good investment, uh, person, because you don't want to just get some random run of the mill, um, person. You want to get someone that's vetted, which, you know, which are you familiar with Dave Ramsey? Well, absolutely. I know exactly who Dave Ramsey is. Yeah. So, so I prefer to use, you know, a smart investor that's been vetted through his system. Cause that gives you one more layer, um, of, you know, of assurance. And I guarantee you, if you go in and type in your area, because investment people, they don't care if they, they don't have to live like five minutes away. Like my guy lives like two hours away, but they, um, you know, it's cool. I have a relationship with them now for many, many years. Um, and so I would, uh, that's when, that's how I would handle retirement. And so that, so you, he recommends that you, no matter what job you have, you need to save 15% of your income going into retirement. Now, as your business grows, the, uh, you know, one IRA, Roth IRA account is probably, you know, it's not going to uh, be able to hold, you know, your 15% of your total income. And then, but there are other things you can do, self-employment, pension, it's called a SEP. I'm sure you've heard of that. Um, the other things you can do, and me and my wife, you know, now recently as we, you know, have gotten to uh, more milestones like paying off our mortgage and things like that, we're actually going to have to make some changes to to, you know, how our investing is, even though we have both of those, it still doesn't quite really meet the 15%. Um, 
And so I've actually talked to my guy like, hey, we got to we got to get on. We got to, you know, we got to fix this, fix a few things because, um, you know, he's he knows about the situation. Um, but, you know, I'm one of a lot of clients, so I still need to catch up with him. But anyway, um, so there are other things you can do once you get past, you know, to meet that 15 percent. But a good starting point would be that. Roth IRA invested in mutual funds. It's not risky. It's not single stocks. It's none of these crazy things. No crypto. None of this stuff that people do nowadays. Um, because you, this is your retirement. This is your money. This is serious. You know, like this needs to be handled correctly. Um, because one day you'll be eighty-five years old and you won't want to cut fifty yards a week. You know what I'm saying? Um, so. And even if you have helpers and workers at that time, you know, great. But at the same time, you need to have some money coming in, um, you know, so you're so you're getting set up either way. So um, it's pretty simple. It's more simple than the, the taxes, you know, set up. <laughs> the retirement, you know, investing set up is really more simple than that. And then you could also, you know, save up and, um, you know, buy small rental properties and, you know, invest that way. Um, you know, there's there's endless things you can do for retirement. It's just important that you set them up. So that that's the thing that some people um, fail to do um, when they start their own business because maybe they start working for some large corporate company and all this is built in, and so they're forced they're forced to save for retirement. You don't have a choice in a lot of these things. You're going to be you have to choose this plan, this plan, this plan, and that's just how it is if you work there. Does that make sense? Um, Absolutely. So, so, so people are going to be um, forced into that working somewhere, and so they think, "Hey, when I start my lawn care business, I don't have any retirement." Well, <laughs> guess what? You do. You you can you can do the same things that that company is doing. That providing it, they're buying a package and giving it to you. You can do basically that same thing, you know, for yourself. Now you're going to have to set it up for yourself. You're going to have to be disciplined and and put the money in there and, you know, let it come out of your account and, you know, not go uh, spend it on shiny mowers every month or whatever. I mean, you know, you're going to have to be disciplined about it, but yes, you can take care of your own retirement. I actually would prefer that my friend Dennis, you know, be in control and take care of his own retirement and make those choices for yourself. I actually feel more comfortable with you doing that than, um, you know, a company having control over your retirement. Uh, cause then, you know, you, you won't fire yourself, even though sometimes <laughs> there are things that we do that we, sh- you know, probably would fire ourselves in our own business <laughs> if, if we were someone else. Right. <laughs> um, Absolutely. but, but you know, that company is in control and it's a, it's a false security to think that, Hey, if you have a real job, then you just have all this, you know, security blanket and all that, you know, things that people say, it's really not true. I mean, you're, um, you're one bad conversation away from someone letting you go. Um, if you have a hundred yards and one customer gets mad at you and fires you, guess what? You still have, how many do you still have left? Many. Yeah. You still have 99 left. If you have a hundred customers, one gets mad at you, fires you, you still have 99 left. You didn't feel it. Right. So, so the retirement thing, you know, do not let that scare you. You can set that up. You can do some investing. Like I said, you can do that Roth IRA. That's just like the the most, that is the most awesome thing, basically, that our tax uh, code, you know, offers. Um, uh, 
so that that would be the first thing. Even if you are just putting a little bit of money in there first, that would be the first thing. And then, like I said, you can set up other things, self-employment pension that give you tax breaks that are built into your own company as you go down the road. Or you can invest in other things, you know, you know, paid for real estate and this and that. So there, there are a lot of options you can do, um, but it's up to you to set up these things and stay in contact with me and stay in contact, you know, with your SmartVestor Pro. This is a, this is something that every lawn care business owner, either, either one, they're working on it and getting it figured out, you know, to set themselves up for future or number two, they haven't thought about any of this stuff yet and they're just you know, making that, cutting that grass and making that cash. So either way, they need to work on it because it's coming. You know, retirement is coming one way or another. Um, not that I ever plan to just sit around and do nothing, sit on the beach. I, eh, I don't want to do that. But at the same time, you know, when I'm older, I want to be able, if I want to do half the yards I'm doing now, I want to, you know, be set up to be able to do that if I want to do that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, so that's the does that does all that make sense on the retirement side? Absolutely. I think it's just all about being proactive and not being afraid to ask for help. Yes, absolutely. I mean the fact that you contact me and like, hey, I listen to the podcast, want to come on here, want to talk to you, that's great. You know, reach like I so think think about this. So when you ask someone for help, like if you if you ask me for tips or this or that, not that I know a ton more than you. I really don't. I just, you know, been in the business for a little while now. But when you ask me for tips on the on random things, it makes me think higher of you than if you didn't ask anyone. Um, the guy that just thinks, oh, I'm just going to figure all this out on my own. Well, I think that guy is the immature, you know, idiot that I would, uh, that's, so, so don't let, don't ever let your mind think, oh, well, I'm, you know, if I ask for help, that means I'm like less than or something like that. No, you're more, you're more than if you ask for help on these things. Smart people ask for help on everything in their life. Um, even a trip I went on a little while ago, I, I called a mentor in my life. I'm like, hey, do you think I, should I do this? Should I do this? What about this? What about this? So actually, as I um, mature in my life, I want to ask more questions and get more advice on it, everything I do in life. Um, so yeah, so this should be an ongoing conversation. You need to talk to me and other people more and more about this. So, cause also all this, you know, you're not, you're not just going to have it all figured out perfectly in your mind and, you know, over one conversation, you know what I'm saying? Um, business, this business is a journey, um, to make it great is a journey. And so, yeah. So, so, uh, do you want to, do you want to talk about the health insurance side now? Sure. Yeah. So, so as far as health insurance goes, so even people with normal corporate jobs and stuff over the last, oh, I would say maybe, you know, COVID area or things like that, health insurance has just gotten really wacky, really expensive. Uh, for everyone across the board. So even people that have normal jobs, they're having to pay a ton more um, per month to even be part of the plan. And then maybe they certain doctors they can't use and this and that. Um, and so what I personally do, because I cannot, here's another thing. I'm not one of these, um, you know, 
crazy people that you see online that are just, you know, giving all the advice to do this business, do this, do this. I'm not going to tell you to do anything that I'm not actually doing, physically doing. Um, so, so I'm going to tell you, so that that's exactly how I do my investing. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I do for health insurance. I'm not just going to give you bogus ideas about things that I, um, you know, that I haven't actually done. So this is how I actually handle my health insurance. This is how I actually do it when, you know, I have two kids, I have a wife, like there are things, there are plenty medical needs, you know, that happen. Um, so this is how I actually handle it. Um, and my wife does, it's, you know, this, this is another thing is some people will, I'm not talking bad about anyone, you know, basically I'm friends with every single, everyone in the green industry. I guess I'm just talking about, um, you know, just these, you know, crazy online business people that you see like all the time, right? Some of that Mm -hmm. is not real. Um, and some of it is good. Some of it, you know, is good advice and there are some good things to learn from it, but it needs to be someone that actually is doing what they're saying and actually is making the money that they're saying. It needs to be actually real. Um, you know, so, and if it is that, then yeah, I would, I would take someone's advice. Um, but so how I handle health insurance. And another thing is sometimes people will leave parts out that they're not telling you. So let's say, let's say they, um, you know, let's say their, uh, let's say their wife is, um, a doctor or something. Well, they're not necessarily, and they, and they, let's say their wife's a doctor and they run a lawn care business. Well, they're not really necessarily concerned um, with the health insurance part of it. So maybe they don't talk about that, or maybe they don't tell you because um, it's just not a concern to them because it's covered, you know, under that other umbrella. And so maybe they're not sharing that information, but that that is going on. And so I think people need to disclose that, you know, of how their income works and how these things, because I feel like, you know, these podcasts, like, let's truly help people. Let's truly share the whole picture. So for me, um, you know, I personally feel like I don't, you know, I, I couldn't send my kids to government school, public school, whatever you want to call it, but really it's just, it's government school. It's government schooling. And, you know, God has given me these kids for me to raise, for me to be a leader for them. And so, you know, that that's just something I... I couldn't do. I couldn't send them to to regular normal school. Um, even if I didn't have kids, I would probably would still have the same setup I have right now. But let me just tell you my total, you know, family setup. So, um, so my wife homeschools our kids, and so, um, and she helps me with the business. Um, it would take, you know, so she does. She does not work outside the home. Uh, it would, it would. But to be honest, it would take. Uh, several hundred thousand dollars a year to replace her value that is in my life every year, just like pure business, um, you know, physical, actual value of like what happens day to day with tasks, with kids and this and that. Um, But with all that being said, like our lawn care business, like that is the only income that we have coming in. And that is the only, you know, there's no outside health insurance. There's no there's no relative like shoveling me money. Like, you know, there's nothing like that. Does that make sense? So, um, yeah. so it, it's, it's just our lawn care business. It's just our lawn care business. And so what I do with health insurance is, so I'm actually part of, um, I've been a part of two different, um, 
of these companies so far, and we might switch back to the first one because it actually was kind of better than the one that we're part of right now. Um, but I actually use what you've heard about these things um, is the it's called medical sharing, and so what it is is it's um, you know someone in the system you know basically has a uh, a need a, a health bill, and then it's you you everyone pays in a certain amount and uh and it covers that that person's bill they have to go th- jump through several different hoops to submit the bill to make sure it's legitimate and they have to do it a certain way you actually have to ask like for an itemized bill um there's a little bit of process you know of how you submit an actual bill um which is good keeps people from you know like taking advantage of the system if that makes sense and um and me as a believer, um, I'm actually part of one called Christian Healthcare Ministries. The other one was Samaritan Ministries, um, and it's neat. They actually make you, uh, in order to even be a part of the program, you have to get a signature like from your pastor, and that you have, uh, you know, that you've like attended church regularly in the last, you know, number couple years or whatever. Um, but but even if you're not a believer, like there are these medical sharing things that are. Um, you know, around because when this when this health insurance basically disaster started, um, you know, whenever year it was, uh, sometime in COVID ish time, um, all these things kind of started to pop up. These medical sharing things, and they are good. It is it is a cool concept, just like the uh, you know, just like an insurance table of how it works. Like well, like we talked about earlier, someone insuring houses or whatever. It kind of works that same way. Everyone pays in this amount, and these are all the bills that have been submitted, and so it covers all that. Um, and then the company obviously still profits some that you know it's organizing all this, um, but it's pretty neat because so every month um, they will send me like here's the person, here's their address, you know, and stuff, and here's what they actually had done, and so we actually send money to this to like a specific person. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's cool. It's part of the thing. So me as a believer, you know, I think it's cool that me and other Christians, you know, are sharing each other's medical burdens and things going on. Cause it'll show you like, Hey, there's this kid, you know, this person's son had cancer and he's dealing with it. And like, they tell you that. So you like, you could pray for them and, and all that, like, it's awesome. Um, and then inside of that, there are different levels of it. Um, here's another thing that bugs me online is people don't give actual specifics um, you can listen back to my podcast and know exactly, you know, like what I'm making per year. Like I go to, into exact everything, but I'll tell you exactly. So right now, um, so on these medical sharing things, no matter what brand it is, there'll be different levels, just like health insurance. Like there'll be like a bronze and like silver, or gold. Um, and then also it changes depending on the size of your family. Is it just you? Is it, is your wife your kids? And, um, you know, obviously it's cheaper, just you. And so, um, and so we, we buy basically kind of the, the top level plan. Does that make sense? Um, so, so it, it's not, I mean, it is cheaper than traditional health insurance, but it's still running us about, uh, I think it's like 780, 785 or something. There's a slight change over this year, but that's exactly what it's some, you know, it's around 800 bucks a month or something like that that I pay into this thing. Um, and it's still not actual health insurance, but in some ways it's kind of better because, um, you know, you're not tied down to, um, 
you know, a certain doctor, a certain place, you're not tied down to that. I mean, basically, you you search around and get the you know get what you need, um, and then you you basically you know you're asking for an itemized bill, and you submit it to this thing, uh, you know, to the the company, whatever one you use, and um, and then you know people pay into it, and so, um, and then you know and then the the doctor you know turn they actually what they do is you you submit this thing and then they turn around. You know, after, you know, you jump through the hoops that you need to do, and then they actually send me, us, our family, they send me the money back, and then we pay the bill. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so that's how this works. Um, last year, you know, like, and, and it works great. Like, this is not, again, this is not something in the clouds, just like a, you know, some idea I have or like something that I plan to do. Like, no, 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 like. This is what I've actually done. Like I've, you know, I've had two kids, you know, births through this thing. Um, last year, my daughter was climbing up in her car seat. We have a Tahoe, so it's kind of high off the ground. She's climbing up. We're going over to her friend's house, and she was just, you know, she ran out there and was climbing up herself and fell out, land landed on her head on the driveway, and like this like piece of this rock was like it like stuck in her head, and you know, it was bleeding real bad, and we had to go to the ER and you know, all that. So we, we, we have used it. Like, this is not a, you know, uh, a plan to do a, you know, a idea in the sky kind of thing. Like we have done this and, um, and it does work. Um, and, uh, you know, like even that, you know, when that happened, it was, you know, it was no problem. We go and, um, you know, go down to the local ER and, you know, handle what needs to be handled. And, um, you know, and there, and there are some things that are not part of that, just like health insurance, like, usually like a vision and dental so like dental is something you know like in our family you know my son had a couple fillings you know last no this year and and there'll be some more things coming up and that's not really part of that plan um you know but usually they will give you a cash discount um, because they're very used to this like dentists are very used to this because a lot of health insurances even real health insurance um Dennis, you know, hit or miss really if it's part of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so that's how we deal with this. So I know that's sort of a long answer, and I hope that hope all that made sense. And um, you know, any questions that you have, you know, feel free to let me know. But um, that's that's how we deal with it. So we, yes, we have health insurance. Um, and yes, we're investing for retirement. Uh, and. Yes, we pay our taxes, and <laughs> what what else, what other questions you got? Because in about a few minutes, I have to get off. I have another appointment that I have to do at eight thirty. So, um, what okay. else you got? But I, I would like to have you on again sometime. Like this ain't this ain't like a one and done, and I don't talk to you again. Like no, I I pick up yeah. fr- I pick up friends forever. So like you know, we'll we'll catch you know this is a business journey, and it's cool to hear your journey as it as it goes along and as this thing unfolds. There's gonna be a lot of new things you know that you come across. Anyway, so, but anyway, for today, what else, what else going on? So how many hours are you working a week and what do you do whenever it's pouring down rain for three days? So that, that is another really good question. So, um, that's another thing in our business that can be hard because there's nobody telling you, Hey, you gotta be here at this time and do this. Right. Um, and that's good because, um, you know, Nobody's telling you that, but 
that also can be something that can bite you if you're not careful because then you end up, you know, it, you can end up not working as many hours in the day as you really need to to really profit what you need to profit. And, you know, it can it can, it can can bite you if you're not disciplined with it. You know, if you're leaving late and stopping early and, and these kind of things. And so you have to start learning to make yourself, you know, get up early and leave early. And that's kind of what I've been working on over the last several years. And, um, you know, like, you have to just, well, that's the cool thing is your business, you get to decide, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to start working at 730. I'm going to start working at eight. I'm going to start working at nine. I'm going to start working at 6am. And you have to, you know, just decide that for yourself. And there are going to be things and the other freedom part of your business. So there are going to be things on the fly that change. Let's say I wake up and it's pouring rain and, or whatever, then, and I see it's going to, you know, let up around 10 or 11. Well, I can work on taxes and recording receipts and doing other things, sharpening blades, contacting customers, uh, spending time with my family, cleaning up my house. And then when rain starts to let up, you know, I roll out. I don't, um, I do not, I'm just telling you me personally, I do not wait for conditions to be perfect all the time because there's, because like you're saying, there's going to be days where you get three days in that week where it rains. And so you're going to have to I mean, you don't, some people just wait and don't, don't do it. And just like, so you got, you got two options. Basically you can number one, Hey, I'm going to get out there, whether if it's later than I would normally start or whatever, I'm going to get out there and do it. And after, if I have to work later, I have to work on weekends to try to stay caught up with it. I'm going to do that. And that's exactly what I do. You either have that route or you have the route where, you know, if it's raining on Friday and I have a whole list of lawns, I'm just not going to cut those lawns and I'm not going to charge the customer. Some people do that. I do not, I personally don't like that approach because number one, if I'm the customer, I don't want my lawn guy to just not cut my lawn one week just because it rained. And then, um, you know, like I wouldn't feel good about that. Like if I'm paying for the service, I would rather him have to come late at night or come on the weekend or whatever he has to do. I would rather him get it done and me still pay him. Um, like from the customer's perspective, that's what I would want because that's the whole purpose of having my a lawn service is I want it I want it done taken care of. So um, maybe it's done on a different day or this or that. So that's what I do. So like even though you know I get the same rain you get, you know, and and all those things, just like and everyone you know gets gets weather, um, but we have to work. You know, if it's not raining hard, I generally still work. I still work if it you know because they're very. Very few days, there are some days like this in the year, but there are very few days where the whole day is just a downpour. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. So there, are, maybe it's downpour in the morning, and so you know, hey, I can, you know, maybe about half day, you know, I'm going to go out um, and still get half of my route done that day. Um, and sometimes I have to push mow things. Sometimes I have to use, and that's another, I'm a huge proponent of light mowers. I know one of your mowers is is lighter. Um both your mowers are really lightweight mowers, which I'm a, I'm a big proponent of that because again, you're going to have these times where it's raining or the soils sort of damp. And so like as a full time, and when you're doing this full time, you can't wait for conditions to be perfect. You're going to have to get out there, um, and make it work. And that goes same for solo business, big company, like even big companies in my area. I mean, boom, a lot of these guys are out there even when it's it's raining, like, or even when it's letting up. I know, like, the biggest company in my area, like, they don't they don't mess around. Like, they're out, the crews are out there, um, if at all possible. Um, 
And so that's what I do. So, so a lot of days my feet are wet. A lot of days I'm getting wet. A lot of days I'm working late. A lot of days, yeah. So that is sort of part of the business. It's sort of part of the lifestyle that you sort of sign up for. And some that's something that sometimes I don't like about the business, to be honest with you. Like sometimes it's like, man, maybe I would like to work, you know, work inside somehow and like, you know, just know I'm going to work from this hour to this hour and I'm done and I don't care what the weather is. You know, that that's sometimes that sounds appealing, you know. Um, but, you know, that's not the business I'm in. The business I'm in is affected by the weather. The weather is going to be a factor for us. And um, but we're still going to have to get it done. We're still going to have to push through that. And so, yes, there's going to be times you have to reschedule, you know, Um there's going to be times when maybe you have to miss a birthday or something. I, you know, I've done that, done all of it, um, because this is, this is my living. And so, um, so yeah, so the weather, it can be a problem, but I will say this in the, the number of years that my business has been open, I've put the effort out to make sure that, um, by the end of the, maybe it was on a different day, maybe it was at night, maybe it was on the weekend, maybe it was whatever, but all my customers have gotten done sometime in the week they're supposed to be done the whole time of my business, unless we plan for it ahead of time. You know, let's say I plan, you know, like in, let's see, not this week, but next week, you know, there's one week a year where my business is closed. And so that's a planned event, right? But there's, but even during all the rain and during all the things, um, my customers have got done sometime in that week, you know, late at night, early in the morning, weekends, whatever. Um, I got to make it work because I want to, want to keep them happy and I want to get paid. And so, um, you know, again, you decide that you get to decide that that's the cool thing about this business. It doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what I do. You can tell them, Hey, if it rains on your day of the week, I ain't coming, but you know, you just have to think about that. I mean, if the the guy mowing their lawn next door, he does get them done on a different day or something, and then they just leave their, you know, your customer's lawn stays tall till the next week. Uh, that could create some problems, and you don't make the money. Um, so, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Are you there? <laughs> yes. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, my next appointment is calling in, so anyway, I got to wrap this up, but... Um, Let's talk some more. So any other closing thoughts that you have? Well, I just want to thank you for letting me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I admire people like you that are able to put themselves on the internet because that's not a easy task to do. Well, buddy, I want to, I want to, so here's, here's the thing. I want to, I want to try to, now that I have my business to the point where, um, you know, I've got to this point where I shrink, shrunk my route a little bit and things. Um, I want to try to, I want to try to Saturday mornings, just like this. I want to try to talk to someone on the podcast every Saturday morning. Like that would be cool. Obviously there'll be some times I can't do that. You know, who knows what it is, you know, I'm on, you know, I'm somewhere, some on a trip or I got a family thing or something, but I want to try to do that, um, a lot, almost every Saturday, because I know the people listening out there will get huge value from it. Um, and I want to stay connected with all you guys. This I don't make one cent from this podcast. Not one cent. I have not made one penny yet. Um, it's it's a small podcast. It's all that. anyway. So I'm not doing it because it's like, you know, 
I'm trying to get podcast fame or something like that. Not at all. But I, I do want to, you know, stay connected with guys like you and guys in the community. And if we're going to, you know, talk about these things, how valuable it would be this. Yes, we can talk about this, but also a whole bunch of other people are, are basically in on this conversation while they're mowing on their mower, you know, too, as well. So, so what I'm saying is let's get on another Saturday sometime and let's, let's go deep in more of your setup and stuff. And also, I want you to seriously think about coming to the expo this year. It will motivate you like nothing you have ever done before. It's a tax write-off. Um, your customers like that you are attending an event to further your education in the industry. So, yes, it's in Kentucky and all that, but seriously think about that. It's almost a year away. You have tons of time to plan for it. Um, like I said, the whole trip is a write-off, so it's really like the cheapest trip you'll ever do. Uh you know, with these guys' codes and things, you get in the expo, it's like 12 bucks for all three days. Your biggest hurdle is just the, um, you know, getting your hotel. But again, you book those far in advance right now. I mean, you can you can get good deals on them. Um, so definitely consider that. You can, you can try any brand of any piece of equipment. You can talk to so many hundreds, hundreds and hundreds, thousands of people, try any software, try, I mean, anything to do with the landscape industry, it is there. Um, and there's, there's cool talks in the morning. Uh, there's, you know, m- all kinds of meetups, um, all kinds of things that I do. And I want you to be included in, 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 and in invited to anything, you know, that I do there, which I'm going nonstop for those three days. I mean, there's a podcast thing in the morning, uh, Thursday morning early and they have donuts. I mean, man, it's cool. So think about that. Start planning for that because I want to actually meet you in person. And I want to talk to you again on here before that, too possibly multiple times. So does that sound good? Absolutely. I look forward to it. All right, buddy. Well, let me get off here for now. I appreciate you, and I'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. You have a wonderful day. See you, bud.